All right. Welcome back. We appreciate you hanging out here with us for That's Debatable. Um, we've had a lot of similar takes. Of course, we're both kind of looking back on week one. Uh, we have had a few different takes. And then as we uh, move forward, we're going to preview uh, week two of college football. Uh, and we promise we'll be a little bit quicker with this than we were the recap. Just a lot of different things happening in week one. Uh, and then we're going to do a preview of week one of the NFL and call it a night. Um, so college football week two, uh, not quite as big of games this week as what we saw week one with the Alabama, Miami, uh, Clemson, uh, you know, Clemson, Georgia, Iowa, Indiana, Notre Dame and Florida State, like not quite the big heavy hitters, but some good games here. Uh, and so a couple I wanted to highlight and um, I thought some of the spreads of these were actually kind of interesting. Some of them were maybe a little bigger than I thought they would be. And then others, I was actually surprised uh, all they were. Um, but the first one I have here is kind of an interesting one. Uh, Kansas at Coastal Carolina. Now, uh, we were talking about this the other day. And and bonus points uh, to anyone who, who knows the answer to this question. Um, and I don't know if you've looked it up or not, but did you ever figure out the name of Kansas's football coach? No, I, I didn't even waste my time looking up because I, there's no way that I'm going to know. And I assume you already had the answer. So why don't you go ahead? You go ahead and just tell me. Yeah. So for our listening audience, um, you know, obviously KU definitely been a basketball school forever. Um, they have put some good football players out. Um, Akeem Talib, Chris Harris Jr., a couple of uh, Super Bowl winning Bronco corners, but um, definitely not known for football. They had the whole debacle with Les Miles, but Lance Leopold um, is the new coach uh, of wow. the Kansas Jayhawks. So he uh, off to an undefeated start. I mean, he did win, but man, that was um, nothing to write home about uh, for Kansas. Very close to losing uh, week one to South Dakota. Uh, they were actually down 14 to 10. Um, with a minute 10 left in the game. Um, and then Lawrence Arnold to Jason Bean for a 16-yard touchdown. Uh, and then South Dakota unable to come back and tie or win that game. And so KU uh, escaping in Lawrence <laughs> week one against the juggernaut of, of South Dakota. Um, and so now in Coastal Carolina week two, um, the Jayhawks are a 25 and a half point underdog uh, against Coastal Carolina. So um, we'll go with your pick first on this. Um, who do you got? Coastal is ranked uh, 17th. Uh, they are a 25. Oh, it looks like the spread has changed slightly. So they are uh, they're now a 25 rather than the 25 and a half. They're 25 point uh as of today, 25-point favorites in this one. So Coastal Carolina being ranked 17th in the country, I think, is probably a bit of an overreaction. However, Kansas definitely didn't put on a, an impressive show for me. I'm not sold on on a, even their 1-0 record, let alone going into Week 2 to win this game. So I'm going to give it to Coastal Carolina, but I don't have them covering the 25 points. All right. Um, so I also have Coastal for sure. Kansas is a joke of a football program. No offense to Lance Leopold. I have no idea who that <laughs> is, but um, 
you know, it just, Kansas just is not a football program. They tried to be with the less miles and that obviously backfired, but, um, so coastal and uh, I will take coastal to cover here. Um, this is a team that does put up a lot of points. Um, they put up a lot of points in week one. Um, you know, and I understand that they weren't, you know, again, playing, I mean, they played the Citadel, um, but they put up 52 still, um, which is is no small number of points. And I'm not sure that KU is that much better than the Citadel. So um, I, I'm going to roll with Coastal both to win and to cover. Um, second game on the slot uh, here, Oregon at, at Ohio State. And this is, again, this is a big one because both these teams are going to come in 1-0. and um, now I need to check the spread because they've updated this since I first put this list together. Uh, but that one is still the same. So they have Ohio State uh, 14 and a half um, point favorites over Oregon in this one. It is in Columbus. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so as I mentioned, I'm, I'm, I don't know for certain that Ohio State's a top four team. But one thing that I do know for certain is that Oregon is not a top 10 team, and they're ranked at 12 right now. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with with what I saw from them last Saturday, uh, even though I wasn't really overly impressed with what I saw from Ohio State either. Um, I'll still take the Buckeyes at home. Columbus is so tough to win at for any team. Um, but 14 and a half, I don't think they win by that much. I'll take less. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I've got Ohio State, but you're talking two touchdowns. I think this is probably more in the 10-point range. I, I do think Oregon is better than Minnesota, uh, who they beat by 14. Granted, that was on the road, the rain, the whole thing. But, um, you know, and this is back in Columbus. So this is one of those weird games where I feel like I feel like Oregon does not have much of a chance to win, just bluntly. But I feel like it could be one of those things where maybe they kind of come out and then Ohio state sort of wakes up and beats them by 10 or it's back and forth. Like, I feel like this is either like Ohio state by about 10 to 13 or Ohio state by like 35. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it is about this game, but I, I don't see Oregon winning and I see, I see Ohio state winning comfortably and, and possibly just in an absolute blowout. Um, in a way to kind of show that week one was maybe somewhat of a fluke for them. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Like you said, Oregon didn't overly impress against Fresno State, but uh, yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Ohio State. I'm not gonna take the points, but if they if they do cover, I also wouldn't be surprised. This one, this one for me is an easy one of who wins in my opinion. It's a coin flip of whether or not they cover. Um, all right, we had Notre Dame Toledo, so the Irish, um, their home opener a little easier than their week one matchup. They come in, uh, as it's been actually updated to 17 point favorites, uh, in this game. Uh, do you like Notre Dame? They're up to eighth in the polls. Do you like Notre Dame? I'm assuming you're going to like them to win the game, but do you like them by the 17th? Definitely like them in the game. Uh, but what I need to see is them to come out and play to that number eight ranking, to that 17-point favorite, and not allow Toledo to hang around, not early in the game, definitely not later in the game. The last thing you want to do is be in a dogfight with Toledo at home. 
if if that's what's happening uh i've got a lot of questions further down the line so should they win by 17 yes will they just being the person that i am and, and what i've seen year in and year out i don't think they win this game by 17 points uh i'll i'll take a field goal off of that i think i'll take the irish by 14 okay um, I definitely have Notre Dame winning this. It's your home opener. You just came off of a big road win um, in Tallahassee um, against a team that I think, as we mentioned, is probably better than people maybe thought they were going to be um, with Milton, that quarterback, probably even better than they might have thought they were going to be. Um, and I I think Notre Dame, they've been a little bit better at, at the wide margin games of putting teams away, like in the fourth quarter, that's one thing Ian book was actually pretty good at was um, just scoring those big plays in the, like early in the fourth quarter. And then they would sort of cruise once they got up. So I'm going to take Notre Dame and I will, I took them at 16 and a half. I will take them at 17. Um, I actually, I see the Irish 24 plus on this one. Um, I think Brian Kelly gets on that defense after they, you know, had such a big lead and gave it up. Um, I think this is one of those games where they maybe take out some of their frustration, put on a, a good show for the home crowd. Again, might be being a, a golden domer homer, but um, I think they, I think they win this uh, easily. I think they win it going away. So I'll take Notre Dame and the points. Um, the next one is our game of the week. Well, ESPN's game of the week, I guess, not necessarily ours, but um, certainly another good matchup. So Iowa in another uh, dogfight to start the season. Um, so you have Iowa at Iowa State. Um, Iowa State, four and a half point favorites in this one. Um, that that one has stayed the same. So uh, who do you have? I think I know who you're going to take here. This is an interesting one because Iowa was ranked like what wasn't it like 16 17 with Indiana and now they're 9 10 uh against Iowa State. So, uh who do you have and um if you have the Cyclones, do you have them covering? So, yeah, you're talking about Iowa going from actually 18th in the poll to a top 10. So, now you have a top 10 matchup in Ames. It's the college game day game of the week. All eyes are on on Iowa State and Iowa this week. I'll take the Cyclones and I I'll take them to cover too. All right. Iowa having uh, kind of some struggles with Iowa State. Um, in the words of the great Lee Corso, uh, not so fast, my friend. Um, the Hawkeyes have actually won the last five consecutive. Um, the most recent, 2019, uh, they kind of won late in that game. Um, that one was in Ames as well. Um, they won that one 18-17. Um, the games in Ames have been the last few have been pretty good, and that's probably why the spread is where it is. Um, the last one before that in Ames was 41 40, uh, 44 41, uh, in overtime. Um, but the uh, the Hawkeyes have also won, um, let's see, I had in my notes they've, they've won five straight in the matchup, they've won nine out of the last 12, uh, and four out of the last five uh in Ames. Uh so even on the road they've been typically the better team and you know there's Michigan Michigan State always have the whole big brother little brother um but if there's a little brother in this matchup it's definitely 
the cyclones. Um, you know, Iowa uh, has, has leads the entire series, um, pretty like almost two to one. Um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Hawkeyes, so I don't have to worry about the points. I'm gonna take Iowa uh, on the road uh, at Iowa State. They looked way better than Iowa State um, against an opponent that I think is at least every bit as good uh, as Northern Iowa uh, with IU. So I'm going to take the Hawkeyes. Um, I will say Petrus is going to have to be better. Um, he, he, I don't think he can throw, you know, complete less than 50% of his passes for 150 yards if they want to win, unless they just go off on the ground. And I don't necessarily see that happening. Um, I do see this as a close game between these two teams. I would go probably something uh something probably in the 20 to 17 iowa would be um probably what i would take in this game i underestimated the hawkeyes in week one um i don't want to do that again so i'll I'll take i'll take iowa 20 to 17 over iowa state um let's see uh texas at arkansas and this is kind of an interesting one texas um you know obviously again how good is louisiana we don't know but they did beat them by 20 uh now they go uh, to Arkansas, who's unranked, um, and yet Texas is only a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you have here, um, and do you have Texas covering? So I'll take the Longhorns to cover. Um, I think seven is is probably even a little conservative. I, I, I kind of like them by 10-plus in this game. Um, if you're talking about on the road at Arkansas, I would say that Arkansas is probably an equal opponent to Louisiana or somewhere in that ballpark. And I know that it was a home game for them then. Um, but I think this Longhorn team is still better. Uh, and I think they're going to continue to get better. So I'll take the Longhorns by seven. Yeah. And I guess it's updated to, uh, it's updated to exactly seven, but either way you'll, you'd, you'd still have them covering there. I I'm the same way here. Um, I've got Texas winning this. Um, I would say by probably 13, uh, it would be, yeah, I'd say probably um, maybe two touchdowns, but a, a few scores at least, a, a, a two-score margin, I would say, um, in this one. I think they're just better than Arkansas. I'm not sold on the Razorbacks really at all. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Longhorns, and I'll take them to cover. Um, another interesting one from a spread standpoint, here's our next game, Miami at Appalachian State. Now, it's interesting for Miami that they're, you know, they're traveling um, to App State. A lot of times Appalachian State being a smaller school, usually you would host this game, um, but this one is on the road. No, it's not. Why did I think it was? I don't know why I thought it was. No, it's in Miami. That makes more sense. Um, But ironically enough, that makes the spread even more odd to me. Um, But Miami is a... um, a nine-point favorite here um, against Appalachian State. Now, obviously, we know uh, they've played spoiler to Kansas State um, most recently. And then, or did they do that, or was it North Dakota? That was North Dakota State. So I think they most famously, um, their big their big win was against Michigan, which is delicious to think about. That was wonderful. Um, but... Uh, Appalachian State heading to Miami. Miami coming off an embarrassing loss um, and dropping to 22nd in the polls as well. Um, who do you have here 
Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Embarrassing losses for sure, but it's homecoming time, and they're playing Appalachian State. Yes, they're no sleeper by any means. They do tend to come in and upset teams when they are least expecting it, um, but Miami has a bitter taste in their mouth over that loss. Um, I'll, I'll take the Hurricanes, and I'll actually take them by double digits in this one. Yeah, I'm with you on this. I've got Miami uh, covering as well. I I would guess. Here's my thing with Miami. If they don't cover in this game, I think they need to be concerned. Um, Because if you can't win by two scores against App State, like you've got some soul searching to do. And... I think you also owe everyone an apology for even giving people any glimmer of hope that you were even going to compete with Alabama if if you don't come in and take care of business here. Uh, if I'm the coach Miami, that's the message that I give to my team. Um, I do think they bounce back. I think they win by double digits, um, so I'll take them as well. Uh, next one, this one goes out to my buddy Sean, um, who – I think is the only person I know personally that is a BYU fan. Um, And this is a big game in the state of Utah, the Holy War. Uh, So you got Utah and uh, BYU. Utah is a seven-point favorite in this game. Um, I know we have not talked about either of these teams. Um, You may not know much about either of these teams. So with all of that, who do you got? And uh, do do you have Utah covering seven? Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about either of these teams. I didn't get a chance to watch highlights or anything from either of their week one games, both coming in with a 1-0 and record. Home game for BYU, but what does that really mean when you're playing in your home state uh, for both teams, really? Um, big matchup, but knowing what I know just about Utah football and kind of how they've been over the last few years, they've kind of been working their way up in the ranks. You see them hovering around the top 25 pretty regularly. Um, I'll take the Utes to win this one and I'll take them by seven. So this one was a tough one for me because BYU is just one of those teams. I mean, they just had their, their quarterback taken, um, you know, as the second quarterback or was second or was it second or third? Was he taken before Trey Lance? Yeah, he was before the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got Zach Wilson going, you know, in the draft here. I mean, their last five games, um, granted we are talking the COVID season. Um, their only loss was to coastal Carolina. That was an interesting game. I remember watching that one. Um, they BYU seems to be good at putting up points again. So, I, you know, they're, they won their first, hmm, excuse me. They won their week one matchup 66 to 14. Wow. Um, that's, that's just a ton of points. Um, it's a rivalry game. I don't think they score those kind of points in there. Um, Sean, I love you, but I, I'm going to take Utah here. Um, but I actually don't – I will not take them to cover. Uh, so I think this is a um, – I think this is a one-possession game. Um, so I, I think it will come down to the very end of the game. Um, if BYU wins it, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, not sure how sold I am on uh, on Utah, but I will take them – uh, in this one and yeah this is just a little jaunt up the road from one stadium to the next so not a not a big deal here but I, i'll take utah 
probably by like four, um, maybe, maybe three, like a 30-27 kind of a game, something like that. Maybe a 27-24, um, something in that in that ballpark. Um, all right, two more here. Stanford uh, at USC. The Trojans, a 17-point favorite uh, in this game. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. I know I, I've got some thoughts on that. So USC is one of those programs that we talk about being a big college football brand, being good for college football when they're competing for a national championship. And we really haven't seen a USC team that even comes close to sniffing in the top four um, since the Pete Carroll and Reggie Bush, Matt Liner era. Uh, And they've taken major hits there in recruiting and things like that. Um, So there's been a lot of question marks about whether USC is back. Is this team legit? I happen to think they're pretty legit. Uh, this is this is year two, I believe, for Keaton Slovis. He had a really good week one performance, 24 of 36, 256 yards, two touchdowns. Stanford starting the season 0-1. This is a big rivalry matchup for them, but it's in the Coliseum in Los Angeles. I'll take USC, and I'll take them to cover 17. Um, so I'm with you on USC. Um, Stanford, a rough first week. Um Shout out to my buddy Josh Murphy. He was uh, cheering on his Kansas State Wildcats in that game uh, down in Dallas. And um, hopefully K-State will be relevant uh, again in the Big 12. They're, they always tend to kind of play spoiler to a couple teams. Hopefully they'll have a good season. We'll, we'll maybe cover some more of their games as the season goes on. But um, they definitely put it to Stanford uh, in week one. Um, I do think USC wins this. But this is a game between these two teams that – Maybe it's just the proximity. I mean, it's only a couple hour drive, you know, from Palo Alto down to down to L.A. But um, this is just one of those teams that gives USC problems um, and and even beats them when they probably shouldn't. So because of that, I'm going to take USC, um, but not by 17. Um, I, I'd say. Oh, probably. Probably 10, maybe a late field goal to kind of put it away. Um, or maybe even something where they are up, you know, 17 and give up a touchdown early in the fourth. And then it kind of just stays at that 10 range. But that that's, I'd put them probably more in a, in a 10 point kind of range um, for USC. But I will take the Trojans to win that one. Um, which again, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you hate USC, but them being good uh, is better. Uh, it's better for your program if you go and beat them. So uh, I'd rather they win this. Though you play Stanford too, I guess. So six of one, half dozen the other. But I like the Trojans here by about ten. Um, and then I think the last, yeah, the last one we have for our uh, preview coming up, and this is a battle of two unranked teams. But I thought it was worthwhile to put it in here. Um, because like we talked about certain teams when they are good, um, being good for, um, good for college football. And so I think one of those teams is the university of Michigan. And I think, you know, Michigan had this, um, I know my buddy Steven, um, this was one of the games he was probably, I think a little bit nervous about was the Washington game. Uh, he's got to be feeling a lot better about that, the way that Michigan handled their business last week. And obviously with um, with Washington losing to Montana, 
Um, now they have to come out to Ann Arbor. You got to feel good about that as a Michigan fan. Um, but again, strangely enough here, Michigan, just a six and a half point favorite um, in this game. So um, what what are your thoughts here with, with the Wolverines, with Washington and, and with this game? Uh, so as far as Michigan, this is this is something we've kind of gone back and forth about. You even mentioned, you know, not being overly impressed with Ohio State. So could this be the year that Michigan is able to break that losing streak with Ohio State? But to do that, it starts in week two against Washington. They had an impressive win week one over Western Michigan. When you're in that game, you have to win that game 47 to 14. And they did. They get to stay home again, which even though the big house has been historically tough to win at and does still hold a a tough place to play, um, I would definitely think that that home crowd factor has been less of a threat to some teams that come and visit Ann Arbor. Um, But in this one, particularly with the way that Washington played last week, Michigan being home again, looking pretty good in that game. uh, I'll take the Wolverines and I think that they beat Washington by double digits. I'll take them by 14 plus. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you on that. And again, for us as Notre Dame fans, we don't always like to say that, but at the end of the day, I mean, we have to be able to set aside our bias. And I am admittedly biased against Michigan. <laughs> and I've actually really enjoyed watching them struggle um, and Harbaugh be not really what they were hoping for. Um, but I think here, Washington, I, I don't think... Um, you know, I think they may kind of exchange uh, body blows early on, but I think Michigan fairly early in this game, if not late in the second quarter, maybe early in the third coming out of the second half, gets that knockout punch and then just kind of in UFC style, just jumps on him and just keeps beating him in the face. Um, I could see Michigan honestly winning this by three touchdowns, but I would definitely take them by uh, probably at least 14 at home. Um, so I, I'll take the Wolverines um, and and the points there. Um, so, yeah, and I was looking at this, um, you know, if this was potentially going to be a, a tough game for them, I think it significantly is less of that now. And so I was looking at their schedule. So you got the win versus Western. Um, I think very good chance you win this one. Then you have Northern Illinois at home um and michigan is also benefiting from a lot of home games to start the season um now that's going to be a little bit rough down the stretch but um momentum is such a big thing in college football and if you can stay healthy um you know i think michigan you're looking at um washington that's a win that puts them two and oh northern illinois three and oh uh rutgers four and oh and so then you're going 4-0 into Wisconsin. And if you remember, the last time they played at Wisconsin, both those teams were ranked. Michigan had looked very good and then just got the pants beat off of them at Camp Randall. Um, I don't see that happening again. Um, I would kind of still laugh if it did, but um, I don't see that happening again. I think that um, Wisconsin is another team that's kind of TBD on how good they're going to be. Um and we could be sitting here previewing Michigan at Wisconsin and Wisconsin's, you know, 20th or something. So um, that'll be interesting. Even if they took a loss there, you're four and one, then you go on the road again, but at Nebraska, that should be five and one. 
uh, Northwestern. Um, if my buddy Mike is listening, sorry, but I think they take care of Northwestern in Ann Arbor. Then you got to go to Michigan State. And like you said, how good is Michigan State going to be? Um, you know, we'll see. Obviously, they handled Northwestern in week one. Um, it is on the road. So, I mean, they do have to go to East Lansing where that can be a tough place to play. And again, like, let's just say they take, uh, they take a loss here. Indiana, they've got back at home, I think, um, you know, so you're talking uh, one, two, three, four, four and one, five and one, six and one, six and two, seven and two. Uh, then you go on the road to Penn State, um, seven and three at Maryland, eight and three, Ohio State, um, you know, eight and four. Um, and and I think actually they probably win either, if not both of the Michigan State and Penn State games. Um, yeah. I think they probably get at least one of those. So you're talking about them being nine and three. Um, and I think potentially, like, again, like we talked about, we have to see how good Ohio State's going to be. But could this be something where in a pretty favorable schedule, I mean, you have two tough road games, potentially, at Penn State, uh, at Wisconsin, you could argue Michigan State. Um, but the rest of your games are either at home or they're against terrible teams, Nebraska. Uh, Maryland. So it's definitely set up for them to be able to build momentum going into each of these games. I mean, before you have to travel and even hit the road, you have four home games to kind of get your season going. Um, And then even if you stumble on the road, which I think they're capable potentially of beating Wisconsin, but if you stumble on the road there, before you have to go to Michigan State, you have another road game, but it's Nebraska and home against Northwestern. So you're probably, you know, six and one worst case scenario heading into Michigan State. If you're not, uh, if you're not six and one going in or better or seven and zero going into the Michigan State game, but you have to really consider this Harbaugh situation because that is such a favorable schedule at this point with Washington not looking like they're going to be that much of a threat. So this, like, this is a year that I think it, Michigan, if they could finally just make a push, could could win 10 games. And if they could get over the hump and, and beat Ohio State, might finally get to play for a Big Ten championship. I don't want to get ahead of, of myself here, but um, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, to me, it seems like their schedule sets it up nicely for them to finally have kind of a breakthrough year here. Yeah, I agree. I think looking at their schedule, the reality of them being seven and zero when they go to East Lansing, or sorry, seven and yeah, seven zero when they go to East Lansing is very much reality. You're talking about them playing Wisconsin on the road. Yeah, tough place to play. Um, they haven't really performed that well in that game recently. But the week before that, Wisconsin has to play Notre Dame at at Soldier Field. So you're going to catch Wisconsin possibly being kind of beaten up from that game. Hopefully. 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 (laughs) Um, That's a good time to catch them. And and so that's that's a a favorable game for, for Michigan. Um, and then depend, you know, we're giving Michigan State a lot of benefit of the doubt right now for performing well in week one. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, so the going seven and zero into that game and having a shot to win that one puts them eight and zero. I think they beat IU. That's nine and zero going to face Penn State. So you're looking at potentially a top ten, top fifteen matchup um, at the end of the season. Um, 
And so right now I could put that game either way. I think even Penn State needs to develop a little bit more, in my opinion, yep. to for me to solidify them as the winner of that game. And then I, I have them favored in, in against Maryland. So you're looking at 10, you know, 10, 11 and 0 or or uh, 10 and 1 coming back home to play Ohio State. So if you're a Michigan fan and if you're Jim Harbaugh and if you're you're involved with that organization, this is the year where you have to say, this is our shot. Like this is your shot to regain dominance, to become that powerhouse again. Uh, and you've got a chance to beat some really good teams in the Big Ten. And like you said, could they play for a Big Ten, Big Ten championship? This is their best shot that I've seen in recent in recent years. Yeah, and I mean, like that, like you said, that Michigan State game, it's a rivalry game, and it's one that has kind of gone a little bit more back and forth in recent years. But it's like if you're Michigan. You gotta, you gotta stamp that fire out. I mean, like, you gotta get back to the whole like big brother, little brother, putting Michigan State in their place, and you know, uh, you just you and being able to do it on the road in East Lansing uh, is that much more of a statement. And yeah, I mean, I think this is it. I mean, Harbaugh just got this extension, and. Uh, which was kind of mind-boggling to me, but and I think to a lot of people. But you know, it is what it is. But you got to do something with it. And if you're struggling through this season with this schedule, I just don't, I don't understand why you would continue to keep him there, except for that you just shelled out a ton of money for him. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is it's kind of one of those now or never times. Uh, maybe not now or never, but it needs to be now. I mean, like that's that's all there is to it. It needs to be now. Um, you know, for my for my Michigan fan friends, um, you know, Matt and Steven and some other guys, like if you have some thoughts on this, I would love to hear them. But um me looking up and down your schedule, a lot of favorable matchups at favorable times, and you know, that's such a big part of college football that is a little bit different from the NFL. And so um yeah, well that's our um that is our week two preview um so you've got coastal but not covering ohio state not covering notre dame not covering iowa state covering texas covering miami covering utah covering um usc covering and then you had michigan covering right yeah correct okay um and then i have um i have coastal uh covering ohio state not michigan or excuse me notre dame Man, how did I mess that up? Notre Dame covering. Um, I have Iowa um, as the underdog over Iowa State. Texas covering, Miami covering, uh, Utah, but coming in under. Um, USC also coming in under, and then Michigan covering. So we'll have to see how we did on those uh, this week. I think most of our picks, as it, did we have all the same picks except Iowa, Iowa State? I think we did. And none of yeah. these are that, – that's not too much of a surprise, I don't think. Um, I'll be definitely cheering on the – I wish I could be in Ames for that game, but I'm not shelling out 200 bucks um, <laughs> or, or drive into that stupid stadium. So that will do it for this episode of That's Debatable. Uh, tune in for our next episode, which will be a preview of week one of the NFL. Some very interesting games right out the gate. Um, but thank you for joining us for our college football preview. And we hope to see you back here next week.